the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Believing the Bible with Scott Lane and Terry Reed of the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association with a message of hope in today's troubled world based on biblical truths. We hope that today's program is enlightening and inspirational. Welcome to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, and our producer, Ed Salzville, all directors with the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association. We are here to reassure you can believe the Bible from the very first verse. It's Christmas time, and we want to focus upon Christmas, the history, the meaning, and the situation today with Christ and Christmas. Why, 2,000 years later, do we celebrate the birth of just one man? There have been billions of people born and died since then. Why do that? He wasn't just a man. He wasn't just a man. That's right. He's the most important man in history. And it starts in the book of Genesis in chapter 3, where just after the sin of Adam and Eve, uh, God says to the three people, the, the serpent and Adam and Eve are all getting their punishment, if you will. It says, I will put enmity between you and the woman, between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. So that shows from the very beginning that God had a plan to save mankind after the fall and that it involved a a descendant of Adam and Eve. And then in Romans chapter 5, it clarifies it even more. It says in chapter 5, verse 12, it says, There through one man sin entered the world, then death through sin, and all have sinned. So we definitely have justification for a need for a Savior because all have sinned. We can't get to heaven by ourselves. No matter how good we are, no matter how hard we try, we are doomed to eternal damnation unless we are saved by someone or some person. So that's where Christmas comes in. It is Christ's Mass, in other words, the celebration of the entry of Jesus Christ, the Savior, into the world. Carl, you make a very good explanation for our need, for the situation of sin that we are in. God gave us a couple thousand years of history, once he gave the law, for us to prove to ourselves that we couldn't do it, that we needed another way out. And that other way out is Jesus Christ. Christmas is an event with a promise. It had been promised in Scripture, and it came with a promise of that he would die for us and give us the way out of our sin condition, which is why we celebrate Easter. But Christmas is very often lost in Christmas trees, gifts, traditions, parties, light displays, and a fat elf. Who in the beginning, in other words, the origin of this fat elf was from a saintly man, St. Nicholas, who tried to do good things in accordance to the Bible's wishes. So he was trying to spread the good news of God's love by giving gifts to people who were in need. Mm -hmm. So even St. Nicholas, who later becomes Santa Claus, has a biblical origin. Right. He was known for helping poor people anonymously. Mm -hmm. He preached against paganism. Mm -hmm. I believe it was at the Council of Nicaea. He slapped Arius for saying Christ is less than God. That tells you something about him and where he was coming from. Mm -hmm. 
I'm glad you two brought up gifts. Why do we give gifts at Christmas? Let's get back. And this is something that we explain in our family to our children before we open gifts, because they're all, you know, they're ready to pounce when they come down. Why do we even give gifts? I think it's in memory of Christ because Christ is the ultimate gift. A gift is something that's undeserved, unmerited. Presumably. So kids may think they've earned them or merit, but a gift is something that's undeserved, unmerited. And what could be more undeserved and unmerited than the gift of eternal life that Christ gives us through accepting of his gift? That's something we try to bring into Christmas each and every year is before they do pounce on gifts and we tear off all the wrapping and everything else is we understand that the reason we're giving these gifts is symbolism of what of the great gift that Christ gave to us. Christ was born somewhere between 2 and 7 BC. Our calendars are screwed up somewhere. We're not sure where. One person, and I just found out that a person who used to do a computer display of Christ's birth possibly occurring on 9-11 in 2 BC. Dr. Jerry Hardwick died recently, and I didn't know that. And Christ himself died somewhere between 31 and 27 AD. We're not sure about any of that Mm -hmm. because we don't have perfect records from this time. There are a lot of things we go through that besides the presents and the trees and the parties and the lights and Santa that get us confused with things. My wife and I have arguments because she wants a nativity scene with both the shepherds and the wise men out there. And I say, they're not out there at the same time. I won't do it. (laughs) (laughs) You compromise by doing it later. (laughs) Oh, I'm supposed to change of during the Christmas month. Okay. That's right. I had never thought of that. Please don't tell her that. <laughs> She'll want it done because she wants it at the same time. I know that it's not historically accurate, so I won't do it and put them both out there. The Christmas star. Is it a star, a comet, a planet conversion, or a God thing? One of the things we've done with previous programs is showed that it did things that no star, comet, or planet convergence could have done. This was a God thing. This was God leading people to Christ as he is doing with his Bible as he has done throughout the ages. Christ is the answer to as many as 366 Old Testament prophecies. 11 of those are on his birth and we're going to talk about those right after the station break. You are listening to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, and Ed Salzell. If you would like to learn more, go to sabsa.org. That is S-A-B-B-S-A.org. Peter Stoner did some math with Christ and found out that if you only took 40 of the, and incidentally, there's a lot of calculations he did, but if you only took 40 of the prophecies of Christ, which he could not have staged for himself, there are ones that he could stage for himself. He could have set that there would be a donkey there in that town to where they brought back a donkey so he could ride in. He could have fixed that, but he couldn't fix where he was born. He couldn't fix when he was dying on the cross that they would not break his bones. There are 40 of those that he couldn't fix. And if those 40, which have been proven historically to be true of Christ, shows that mathematically it is beyond impossibility that he is not the Messiah described in the Old Testament, that he is not the person described as the Messiah. There are 11 which occurred at his birth. A virgin shall conceive, born in Bethlehem. His family will eventually go to Egypt. He will be called a Nazarene. Incidentally, if you don't know anything about a Nazarene, that's like saying you came from Bayou. It is not high rent territory. And yet that's where he would come from. He would have the spirit and power of Elijah, the son of the most
Most High. He would be out of Abraham and his offspring. He would be in the line of David. John the Baptist will prepare the way for the Lord. He will be a light for the Gentiles, pointing up that from the beginning, it was not just a gospel for the Jews. It was for the whole world. And Rachel weeping for her children is a whole backdrop of what was occurring during the time that Christ was born, in which Herod was trying to kill off all the babies around him and why they had to flee. Guys, what do y'all think of when you think of Christmas? I like to think of the enormous gift that Christ made available to us through his birth. And that is something that should be foremost in my mind. But I do let other things get in the way. I have to fight that all the time. Maybe that's a good thing in the society that they're trying to get away from saying that it's a Christmas holiday. Because now when it is time for Christmas, December 25th rolls around and no one's talking about it being Christmas, I can focus more on Jesus and I can filter out the the winter holiday thing. Because when holiday doesn't mean a thing to me. Only Christmas does when it comes to that time of the year. So it does help me focus a bit more, but that's kind of a backward way to look at it, I guess. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I enjoy Christmas. I enjoy all the, you know, lights and the music and everything. But we do need to keep in mind what Christmas is about. Uh, Linus talked about that in, in a Charlie Brown Christmas. Charlie Brown asked the question, isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? And Linus reads from Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 14, where it gives the account of the angels coming to the shepherds and announcing the birth of the Messiah and where the shepherds can find the Messiah. And then Linus states, that's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. Of course, this has become a real classic, and I think uh, TV and movie makers today could learn from that. Could learn from that, but would they do it? <laughs> would they do it? That cartoon that you're talking about was produced more than... It's 1965, I believe. Okay, more than 50 years ago. Mm-hmm. More than 50 years ago. Would they do it? That's the last thing I want to get into today is the situation we're in today. 2006. The Kentucky State School Board said that in their textbooks, they would no longer use B.C. and A.D. Instead, they would use B.C.E. for before Common Era and C.E. for Common Era because what are they writing out? Well, they're trying to change history. They're, they're writing out Christ mm-hmm. as the pivotal moment mm-hmm. in human history, right. which is why we celebrate his birth. You talked about that. They call it the midwinter holidays, mm-hmm. trying to write out Christ. I dealt with that in public schools. We have nativity wars where people sue because there is a nativity in a public public grounds. We have graduation wars where you can't pray at a graduation. They can pray at Congress. They can pray before the Supreme Court, but they can't pray at graduations. 99%, 99%, this is what you were pointing up, Terry, 99% of Christmas stories on major networks, NBC, CBS, ABC, and Fox, do not mention Christ. 99% of Christmas stories do not mention Christ. In 2010, the Federal Reserve tried to shut down a privately owned, non-publicly registered bank from having AFA buttons on their lapels that said Christ is the reason for the season. Mm -hmm. Fortunately, the bank pushed back and eventually was able to keep the buttons on their people and scripture on their website. This is a constant fight, but we need to remember that Jesus is the reason for the season. Amen. 
Information for creation events in our area are on our website's calendar page. For more information or to schedule a presentation, go to sabsa.org or call 210-599-7240. When you go to our website, you can click on a link to our newsletter. Our website has a link for contact information on which you can order our newsletter to be emailed to you or you can call us. Also go to whyshouldyoubelieve.com. That is Terry's website containing articles looking at current day issues from a biblical perspective. SABSA meets the second Tuesday of each month at 7 p.m. We are now meeting at Faith Lutheran Church just south of the corner of Jones-Maltzberger in Thousand Oaks. There you will find biblical apologetics and creation science teaching found nowhere else in Bear County, as well as the availability of books and videos on these important subjects. If you missed any part of this show, you can listen to this show anytime by going to the AM630 KSLR, the Word in South Texas website. Click on KSLR Podcast, scroll down until you find Believing the Bible. Please join us again next Saturday for Believing the Bible. I'm Scott Lane. And for Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, and Ed Salzadel, thanks for listening. And we hope you found today a reason to believe the Bible. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.